slash J-O-Y. From the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio, it's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. T.J. Pittenger down in Tampa will check in. That's the guesting today. Tried to get Johnny Crawford. No go for today, but we will get him soon. SEC official, long-time headline judge in the SEC conference. conference. We'll get him soon, but no Johnny Crawford today. On this Thursday edition, hope you're Having a nice start to your day. 615-844-5600. On Twitter, at Bill is King. And you can email the show, King 7 at gmail.com. Morning to y'all. More on the Alabama story. Apparently... Alabama AD Greg Byrne did a podcast, the ESPN podcast, which is hosted by Reese Davis. And I believe Pete Thamel's on there some too. But Reese Davis is the host. Reese, longtime ESPN personality. He is from Alabama, went to Alabama, Reese, Reese Davis. But, but, Genuinely a rock-solid broadcaster, reporter. He really is. Good, good, nice guy, too. If you have ever met him, really sincere, nice guy. And obviously the topic of Brandon Miller was key here. Greg Byrne talking about it. Brandon Miller is still playing for Alabama. He's not been suspended. Played last night in the South Carolina game, a game they won in overtime. And here are some comments from Greg Byrne 
on the ESPN podcast. Just business sent me this yesterday, so I appreciate that from down. He's either in Hoover at his home or down on the uh, Orange Beach coast. Quote, it was ongoing from the get-go when the incident happened. Conversation between myself, Nate Oates, conversation with myself and the president. We have legal counsel involved for the university. We have our different offices within the university that are at least aware of it. We had normal conversations like we do for other issues. The information was shared collectively, and collectively we decided that Brandon was able to play. Byrne went on to say that the university learned new facts about the case when the trial resumed on Tuesday. Both Miles and Davis were denied bond in the killing of Jameo Jonay Harris. The fact that both Miller and Bradley, basketball players on the team, were cooperating with investigators and were not ruled suspects, Byrne told ESPN, were pieces of information they received the morning after. UA, Alabama, has a policy prohibiting the possession, transportation, and use of firearms and other dangerous weapons on campus at any time. While Miles texted Miller to bring him his gun per authorities, Burns said he recently learned of Miller's attorney's claims, which stated Miller did not know the context surrounding the event, and Miller was already on his way to pick up Bradley. Anyways, now, R.D., who is a retired police officer, called us yesterday. And he said, here's my experience, many, many decades of doing this. He said, Miller, the only way he gets out of this as an accessory is if he did not know, had no knowledge of what was going down. Otherwise, he would have to be an accessory. So R.D. hit the nail on the head yesterday. Now, again, you can choose to believe this or not, what he knew, what he didn't know. That's up to you to decide what you believe. But Burns says, according to Brandon Miller's attorney, of course, that's his attorney, that he did not know the context surrounding the event. And he was already on his way to pick up Bradley. Alabama's legal team affirmed the facts it heard from Miller and his representatives with the police. Burns said the university released a statement shortly after Burns' appearance on the show stating Miller would remain an active member of the team. Burns told ESPN he is aware that some may assume preferential treatment in handling Miller's case. It would require new information to change Miller's status with the team. Burns said, Reese, Reese Davis, I think that's a fair narrative that people can immediately go to. What I've tried to think about the entire time is let's do what we think is right. 
let's make sure we are honest. Let's make sure we cooperate and we support law enforcement and anyone else out there that needs to be supported through this. You can control what you can control. I can't control whether somebody immediately goes to that as their thought on this. What I felt is that Brandon needed to be treated fairly like any other student athlete. Now, that's the excerpts from the podcast that Reese Davis hosts. And the key there, again, let's circle it. They're saying he was already on the way when he was well, transfer, uh, transporting the gun. And he did not know what was about to go down. Now, I've heard various accounts of that that do not coincide with this. But that's what he's saying, okay? And, and look, we can all think freely on this. But that's their version of this. And he says, unless something changes here, this kid's playing. Now, yes, he is a superstar player. He's from here. He's from the 615. And he is a top five type pick as a freshman in the NBA draft. And Burns says here, oh, I get it. I understand people think, this kid's so good, he's getting preferential treatment. And you know what? That might be right. If if Brandon Miller, let, let's just say a player who was a role-type player on Alabama's basketball team right now was in the exact same predicament. And according to their information, he did not know what was about to go down. But he did transport the gun, how innocent it may or may not be. You think that kid would still be on the team? Just asking. I I think that's a legitimate question. But I did want to get on these airwaves the account that Greg Byrne, the AD at Alabama, has. You can choose to believe it, or obviously you don't have to believe it. It's whatever you think. But that's what they are saying. And R.D., When he called in on Wednesday, absolutely nailed it. Yeah, absolutely nailed it. So, again, people can choose to believe what they believe. Now, now, I see a complaint here. Well, Bill, that's from Miller's attorney. Well, true, but what's his attorney supposed to do? I've got a guy here, and he's guilty as bleep. That's not his job. Right? Goes on to say, if Miller doesn't bring the gun, the girl is alive. I'm sick of the spin. Well, that part's true. That's true. That part is absolutely true. Um, If the gun... Now, now, do we know that for sure? I mean, I would assume she'd still be alive. But they wanted to hurt this girl. That's for sure. Now, again, I don't mean Brandon Miller, but Darius Miles and the other guy who did the actual shooting. They were out to hurt this girl. No question there. So if the gun doesn't get there, does something else go down? We'll never know. But, yes, that gun is the is, – is, along with the shooter, obviously, what happened here. And, and unfortunately, there is a – young girl with a son 
who has passed away, which is incredibly tragic. But that is what Greg Byrne, the AD, has said here. Regardless of whether anybody buys it, believes it or not, you're not required to, that's the side that they're telling of the story. And he played last night in that South Carolina game. Story about Notre Dame pursuing offensive line coaches to replace the retired Harry Heastan. Interesting name has popped up. Have you seen this? We don't have time right here, but a little later this hour we'll dig into it. Matt Luke is being mentioned. Now, Matt retired. Remember, he was at Georgia. Did a good job there. Previously head coach at Ole Miss. He's a he's a David Cutcliffe guy, too. Was at Tennessee years back. But but he's an Ole Miss guy. Played center at Ole Miss. His brother played quarterback at Ole Miss. Anyways, so he was at Georgia more recently. And did a good job on the O-line. They're paying him, I think, a million or something. He's the O-line coach. Been talking to Notre Dame. Don't know if anything happens there, but there is, according to Football Scoop, some level of flirtation there. Well, we'll dig into that here in a little bit. Don't have the seconds here. Dan Harrelson, USA Today, covers Rocky Top, Tennessee. When we come back, Omni National Hotel. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. And now, Habit Inspected Property Solutions is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. This message is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Habit Inspected Property Solutions. For residential home inspections, radon and air quality testing, or mold and thermal imaging, give the pros a call today at 615-527-8113. That's 615-527-8113. Habit Inspected Property Solutions. Proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. Grizz Nation. Don't miss your Grizzlies Saturday at 7 as they take on reigning MVP Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets for Varsity Spirit Night. Catch all the action and be sure to arrive early. The first 5,000 fans get a free Grizz Girl poster. Get hyped, get ready for a ball, and secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOOP or online at grizzlies.com. From your home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. 
Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. Scouts had to come up with a whole new star system just to classify him. It's Bill King. and months away from him entering school there, and this isn't fixed. Bill, I didn't hear you uh, for the name there. I, I caught you late. I'm sorry. Yeah, Maui Ohuna. How are we six months into his time at Tennessee, and they can't get him on the field? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I mean, you had that situation right before that first game against Arizona last Friday on opening day. And you had Griffin Merritt, the uh, serving two games from his time at Cincinnati. I think that got kind of swept under under the rug, also. And then Frank Anderson, pitching coach, we all we all knew that he had one one game left to to serve before he could start this 2023 campaign for Tennessee as a pitching coach. But yeah, Maui Ahuna, but the biggest surprise there of that three of that trio, uh, not playing and still has not played. Still, uh, still trying to get clearance from the NCAA. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm not too sure. A lot of people do. I know Tony's mentioned it in other avenues, uh, saying he's not sure what he can and cannot say. So, yeah, huge red flag there. I don't know necessarily what's going on there. I, I don't know if it's maybe he hasn't been cleared. I, I don't know as far as let go from fully from Kansas. I do know Kansas first-year head coach there. Uh, he came from LSU. I, I believe he was an assistant and recruiting coordinator for Jay Johnson. Of course, Johnson was in his first season as the Tigers head coach there. So I don't know if there's anything connecting the dots there because obviously 
Maui Ahuna going to the SEC and that they play LSU at LSU and Bat- Baton Rouge this year. So I don't know if it's something with that angle, him going to the SEC, a competitor of LSU, but definitely a surprise on opening day, especially a couple hours beforehand. So I guess we'll just kind of have to see what transpires there. But obviously a huge loss. Uh, Austin Jazlove has been filling in at shortstop. He's been pretty good. I saw him back in the fall portion against Wake Forest. Uh, he seemed pretty good back then. But obviously he's not a Maui Ahuna. So once they get Maui inserted, hopefully for Tennessee's sake, into the lineup and defensively more than anything, Alongside with his bat, I think it's only going to do wonders for this team. West Coast Sooner out in Los Angeles. Ask Dan who outside of Nico has a legit shot to step in, either start or help out for the Vols football team in this signing class. Yeah, it's a good question because you do look at some of these freshmen coming in outside of Nico, obviously. But I think Josh Heupel and his Tennessee staff did a pretty good job, not necessarily with true freshmen, but but kind of filling the patches on this roster with some of the transfers. So they're not necessarily, obviously, true freshmen. But if you're looking at true freshmen, I do think Arion Carter uh, has a chance uh, at middle linebacker. Obviously, he'll be behind Aaron Beasley. But as we all know, injuries can happen. But I, I think he could also play the will spot. But they did bring in Keenan Peely from BYU. So, so we'll see if he can get any playing time there. But I do think he's high on the depth chart just behind those two guys, especially Beasley at the middle linebacker spot. Then you have guys like Cam Selden, who I, I think can do a variety of different things. Joey Hosley met with the media a few weeks back and, and kind of highlighted on Cam Selden also that, uh, he feels like, I wouldn't necessarily say a, a gadget-type player, but he can play wide receiver and running back, put him in motion, those type things. I don't think he's going to be an early enrollee guy. So kind of like, uh, I guess, Dylan Sampson last year, just kind of get him in as early as possible outside of uh, spring practices and see where he kind of falls into the rotation. But I think Cam Selden definitely has a chance to – Maybe not start right away, but but definitely has some playing time. I guess Nathan Leacock, uh, a freshman that played the X wide receiver, as many different variables that they they throw out there. Josh Heifel with the wide receivers, uh, sometimes four or five wide, he has a chance to maybe step in there and be a starter, at least be a contributor this year. Georgia dog down on the Emerald Coast. Ask Dan what he would consider a successful season for Tennessee. He says, I have them at 10-2. and two. Yeah, I've got them at 10-2 and two also. I, Honestly, I, I almost wrestled with 11-1. and one. The reason I didn't do that, I, I just think there's still some question marks with the quarterback spot. I mean, obviously, Joe Milton played really well the, the two games he filled in, but let's get real, it was Vanderbilt and – uh, against Clemson, who had some holdouts for the for the Orange Bowl, as well as a, a new quarterback, even though he played that ACC championship game. But is Joe Milton really going to be the guy for, for 12, 13 weeks in SEC regular season? Can he get the job done? If not, if they have to go to Nico, you know, is he ready as a true freshman? But I, I think the schedule – 
really does scream 10 and 2. I, I, I had it 10 and 2 last year as well, but this is kind of a different 10 and 2 because I last year's schedule was pretty good, but this year's is really good considering what they're kind of going through with the quarterback spot and everything. But it's going to be a fascinating spring practice all across the SEC. Uh, look at all the, the changes there. You have a new OC and Mike Bobo at Georgia. Bama, two new coordinators. Uh, you look at my, maybe the most interesting is a- A&M going with Bobby Petrino. I think that can turn out to be very, very well. For, for A&M, if they can get the quarterback spot down right, if Jimbo can just do his own thing without interfering, I think that's the most interesting hire. And then you look at Liam Cohen back at Kentucky and then Florida, can, can they really make a move in year two under Napier? So it's very, very fascinating. In South Carolina, they, they obviously took a step there last year, but they lost a really good coordinator in Satterfield. And how did they respond to that with the guy that they're bringing in that just got into the college game last year or the last two years at Arkansas at his alma mater. So how, how does he handle play calling ability in the SEC with not a ton of experience there? It's, it's going to be really fun to watch. I think Tennessee had a safe hire. We, we all know Josh Heupel runs the offense, calls the plays for the offense. Osley gets that name by recognition, promotion, and, and good for him and good for Alec Ablin because Goldish leaving, opening that spot up, and you move Hosley just up one chair. Good for him to to really get a chance at that tight end position. But it's going to be fun to watch, especially spring practices, just kind of see how all these teams kind of mold their identity this spring with a lot of uh, transition and turnover this year across the conference. Alex Goldich who's moved on as a head coach, as we know, called the plays. Obviously, the head coach has veto power there. But is Halsley for sure calling the plays, or is the head coach calling the plays? No, that I mean, that will be Josh Heupel. I mean, there was talk a little bit the last couple of years that Golish had uh, some input calling plays, maybe certain, like, third downs, whatever. But, I mean, let's get real. I mean, that you, you kind of see that stuff floating out there, uh, right. maybe just for a, a good resume for Golish. Uh, so he continues to, to make his mark and continue to move up the coaching ladder. But, no, Josh Heupel has all his hands on this thing. And, I mean, Hosley's a big thing. I will say this. If he remains in the in the booth like Golish did and like Hosley was the last couple of years as QB's coach, who do they kind of look towards on the sideline for, for you know, timeouts or things in that nature to, to have a presence there. Obviously, Heifel's a quarterback himself, but maybe that's a Mitch Melitello now. Uh, who should be moving up uh, the coaching ladder himself, just like Golish and Alec Ablin has? But uh, I kind of look at that. Who's going to be the, the next guy behind Heifel in the quarterback's ear on the sideline? And that could be a Mitch Melitello, who's the analyst, who can still do that on the sideline. Obviously, just not with a headset or anything like that. Dan Harrelson, USA Today, covers Tennessee. Tom in Myrtle Beach, ask Dan, does he think Dante Thornton, wide receiver, transfer Oregon, can make an immediate impact? Yes, I do. And that's another guy Hawley kind of mentioned about a few weeks back. Uh, I think he's probably right now uh, right behind Squirrel White at the wide slot spot. And, of course, Tennessee, that they can sometimes run a couple of slot 
positions in different formations. So uh, he he's a guy, not a true freshman, one of those guys I was alluding to, a transfer from Oregon, like you mentioned, that he can easily slide in here and, and, and be a contributor right away because they lost a couple guys, as we all know, in the wide receiver spot. But I think he's a guy with his speed and just his experience that they can really work on, especially this spring. Uh, trying to get him in the in the mix there with his offense. I think he's the kind of talent, Dan, that could explode there with his size and his. He's got elite green grass speed, and and you know what's interesting? He and Squirrel White, you, you talk about that same position, could not be physically more different, right? I mean, as far as stature, Squirrel White, small, super quick, fast, and heck, in that bowl game, he was. You could argue in the bowl game he was their feature target at least early. What did he catch, about nine balls in that thing? That's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah I like Squirrel. I, I've been following him since his high school days. He, I mean, they had him everywhere in high school. Uh, speaks volumes that he was able to step in pretty much right away this past year and really come on the scene. And it's always good to see true freshmen, like you said, in the Orange Bowl towards the end of the year kind of take that next step like a Dylan Sampson and be in prime position maybe for that spring practice that next year, that sophomore season, and really be a key part of this team. I think really the biggest question mark, I wouldn't say it's an issue, but a question mark on this offense is just figuring out that the pieces on the offensive line. Cooper May is, is going to be there at center, Spragans at right guard. They're really hoping they can get something out of John Campbell, the, the transfer right tackle from Miami, and then Carrick, the left guard transfer from Texas. And then you have Mincy, the, the Florida transfer that played last year. Is he going to be that good to, to fill in and be that left tackle uh, again this year? So a lot of moving pieces there, but I, I think they have a pretty good hands-on uh, feel for what they want to do on the offensive line, and that's once they get that cemented, I think it's only going to help the the receiving game and then obviously the, the running back group who's pretty deep compared to probably the deepest since Josh has been at Tennessee. So it should be kind of fun what they can do. And uh, Khalifa Keith, the, the big back out of Birmingham, he's not going to be an early enrollee, but he's that big tight back that they've been kind of looking for. At. So we'll see how soon he can – be involved in this offense because they definitely need a big bruiser in short yardage situations. Only maybe a minute and a half. We'll go to basketball here. Yeah, they beat Alabama, but in general, they're limping around right now, heading towards the SEC tournament, which, by the way, is here, and then on to the NCAA tournament. Well, it's it's been an interesting season for uh, Rick Barnes and company. They they could have easily had the number one uh, ranking. Uh, you lose to Florida, you watch Purdue lose, you could have got that number one ranking. When you play Bama, you beat them. You could have been the number one team, but they keep losing games that they should not lose. And it's very apparent. Obviously, they, they kind of live and die by the, the three-point shot. They just don't have a presence down low. But the biggest concerning part to me is that they don't have anybody reliable on the wing to really drive and create stuff. And if you can't do it this far into the season, I just don't see how that's going to get any better. But it's really, really fascinating that 
Rick Barnes can bring in a lot of talent, but it, you're still having issues with, with people on the wing or, or somebody consistent down low. And you just wonder if a guy like Drew Pember, who's at Asheville now, how he would have done well with this team. Uh, I, I know at one point this season, Drew Pember set the Asheville single-game points record, so he's been doing pretty well over there. Big, tall body uh, on the perimeter. You just wonder, some of these guys that's transferred out, like a Jordan Powell, some of those guys, I mean, they could easily fit into this year's team, and you just wonder about why people left. And B.J. Edwards, I, I think he's a guy that should have played a lot more, especially early on. If you're going to lose games, you might as well lose games early and get better. Kind of like Kennedy Chandler as a freshman last year, too, because about this time last year, they really took that next step. And if they had Kennedy this year, I mean, they would it'd be a different story. That could easily be the number one team in the nation, but they don't have him. And it just makes you wonder uh, why people do transfer out, and they could have been key contributors, especially on this year's team. Dan, appreciate the time. All right, thank you. Dan Harrelson, USA Today, covers Rocky Top. Nico, y'all. It's going to happen this season. The only question is when. There's not an if there. It's when. Take a break here. We'll be at the Omni in a few weeks because of the SEC tournament. We will not be there the first Friday of the month because we're going to be there with the tournament. Omni Nashville Hotel. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. 
Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, a professional who cares. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. You can have a fair criticism of me for what I'm about to say. If you get into the playoff enough, one of these years you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. The Titans missing the playoff this year was absolutely inexcusable, right? They had a team we knew was good enough to get to the divisional or conference rounds. And then you just catch lightning in a bottle or you have the two best games of your life and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl. That's a good goal for the Titans. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. gives you a wide latitude on topics because Bill King isn't afraid of your telephonic interaction. there from Dan Harrelson. Yeah, really good stuff there. Tom in Myrtle Beach pulled it up, and I saw it yesterday where you can get bets on some of what they call games of the year. Now, again, really, some of those aren't really games of the year, but that's how they're identified. College football, and let me see. I'm just going to pull up. I've got, I've got two apps that I keep handy. Obviously, FanDuel. The other one is DraftKings. And let me see. Let's just experiment here. Are you even going to let me find college football? Uh, I don't see it. I'll have to look harder. Anyways, was it Circa Sports? I believe he had pulled up. But in some of those games of the year, they had spreads. And I'm scrolling. This just hit me. Oh, here it is. And actually, it was, yeah, it was Brad. Brad was talking about it. It was, no, FD Sportsbook and then 
Tom retweeted it. If you bet it right now, here's some of the spreads you could get. These are not opening day or the first week. Some of them are. LSU, Florida State. Florida State would be favored right now by one. That game is this year in Orlando. New Orleans, then Orlando. Florida State minus one. If you bet it today, now that, that line could move if because you probably have a thin betting market right now, so the line could move. I know Brad has said when he bets things early on, the thing can change while you're standing in line. Brad has said when he is bet early, he gets to, let's say he's not on his app, and he's, he's in line at one of those sports books. He lives out there in Vegas. The line can move while he's standing in line. Because at the time, it's a, it's a thin betting market, right? It hasn't – the volume's not there yet. Florida State minus one LSU. The Alabama-Texas game. Nikki's favored by eight and a half over Sark. Clemson-Florida State might be the game, the regular season ACC matchup of the year. Might be. Clemson minus three. That is in Death Valley. Yes, LSU fans, I know that Death Valley is there too. We've got two Death Valleys. Buckeyes got to go to Notre Dame right now, minus eight and a half. Buckeyes favored by eight and a half. Texas and Oklahoma, the Red River Shootout. We don't call it rivalry, Red River Shootout. Texas would be favored by five. Southern Cal got to go to Notre Dame. They'd be favored by three. So Notre Dame right now would be an underdog by three to Southern Cal, by eight and a half to the Buckeyes. Ohio State, Penn State, Buckeyes minus eight. Alabama, LSU, NT Town, Bama, Nikki minus eight and a half. Georgia at Rocky Top. Dogs minus seven and a half. Michigan, Ohio State. TTUN minus one. Yeah, Brad Powers posted this yesterday, and I'm glad Tom saw it. I did not see it. And those are interesting. Now, this morning... Heck, those could have moved. By the time you get to them this morning, maybe so. Bitcoin Playboy. Bill, I'm calling two things now. Milton will be a Heisman candidate. Cosby will take Megan. (laughs) What's her? Is it Ripitol, the soccer star? Cosby will take her as his bride. Talking about two totally different items there. Joe Milton, Heisman candidate. Now, in the perfect world, and we all know how many people get served up the perfect world when it comes to fielding a football team. Georgia's the closest to it. Nothing's perfect, but you know what I mean. I mean, so if if 
if he happened to be right here, Bitcoin Playboy, that'd be a good scenario. Milton keeps the job because he's playing well consistently. And Nico can be the uh, guy that gets the backup reps, not have to take the job so early, and everybody on top of that stays healthy. Now, do you get served up that scenario? Are you afforded that scenario? We don't know. And, again, I, I'm happy. Joe Milton played well. I mean, he really did in that bowl game. What does that mean? It means he played well in the bowl game. <laughs> That's what it means. There's not enough history of him playing consistently to say, okay, an exhibition match, bowl game, means that's what he's going to be. I hope that's what he's going to be. But his history does not indicate that's what he is consistently. Could this year be the year that he proves he can play that way consistently? Might be. I'm still a skeptic, but I'm open. I, I Look. From everything I understand, he's a just fantastic kid. Now, I say kid, he's 6'5", about 260. Might be bigger than that as a quarterback. This kid is massive. He's a grown man kid. And he's got an arm. He can throw the ball from Neyland Stadium to, let me think of a spot, one of Allen's beach houses down below Tampa. Now, what does that have to do with completing passes? That's a good question, but... He was accurate in that Clemson game. Yeah, if Bitcoin Playboy is right, I don't know what would be... I'd kind of like to have video of Cosby marrying her, though. Right? That would be funny. Imagine the political arguments they would have. Can you imagine that? I'd like to see that one, too. Omni Nashville Hotel. your next dream paying off your credit card remodeling your kitchen exploring the rainforest of costa rica whatever your dreams they take some planning and state farm agent austin hardy is right here in the middle tennessee community to lend a hand as your local good neighbor he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream so whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world call state farm agent austin hardy here in the middle tennessee community like a good neighbor state farm is there are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. 
Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report. Both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March Madness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank as they return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. The old BCS computer runs on diesel fuel and dreams. We know this because it lives in Bill King's garage. Bill King Show, brought to you by the palatial, lovely Omni Nashville Hotel. Looking here at other odds that Tom in Myrtle Beach provided, Heisman odds, now these have been out right a little bit. Caleb Williams, and they don't like, the voters don't like a repeat guy. Now, maybe he repeats, but they don't like it. Got to go back to the 70s for that. Some guy... At Ohio State, Archie Griffin. And he used to come on the show. He ran the high school Heisman, something called the high school Heisman, yeah. And every year he'd come on the show to promote it. I don't know if he's still involved with that or not, but super good dude. Told stories about how Woody Hayes recruited him in the early 70s. Just fantastic to hear. Caleb Williams, 
Right now, plus 500. There's no value there. That's that's not fun. Heck of a player, yeah. But but Drake May at plus 850. Michael Penix, plus 1,200. Bo Nix, plus 1,200. Jordan Travis, plus 800. Quinn Ewers, plus 2,000. Sam Hartman, plus 1,200. Drew Aller, Penn State, plus 2,200. Kid's got a lot of ability. Jaden Daniels, down in Baton Rouge, plus 2,000. Joe Milton, plus 1,800. Cade Klubnick, plus 2,200. Brock Vandegrift, plus 2,500. Do they know something? Did they? I'm just, do they know? Does Vegas say I've already figured out Georgia's quarterback depth chart? Does Carson Beck know this? You can get a Brock Vandegrift bet on odds to win the Heisman. I don't see Carson Beck here. Does Vegas already know the depth chart before Kirby Smart does? Uh, hey, Kirby, somebody bring that up in the next press conference. Get get Griff to do it. Kirby, did you know you could get a bet on Brock Vandegrift, but you can't get one on Carson Beck? What do you think his reply would be? Uh, or no, it, if, if that was Nick Saban's guy, right, if those were his quarterbacks, Oh, God knows what the reply would be. Dylan Gabriel plus 3,300 for Boomer Sooner. J.J. McCarthy, T-T-U-N, plus 3,300 if you are so inclined. Top of the hour, T.J. will be with us. T.J. Pittenger down in the beautiful Sunshine State. It's going to be 80, 81 degrees here today. Down there, that means it's going to be 291 degrees where they're at. And it's February. I love it. Now, now it's supposed to turn cold. We're, right after that, like tomorrow, it's supposed to be a high of 52, 53 here. You're going to get those swings, but I like it. E- either way, I'm good. If it's 53, I'm good. If it's 81, I'm good. I'm good with it. Going to be interesting to see what happens with Notre Dame. They need an offensive line coach. And we talked about that a little bit earlier. We'll, we'll get into it. I, I meant to get into it some this hour, and we weren't able to get to it. But I will. Talking about the possibility of Matt Luke. Austin Armstrong going to Florida. That's a good pickup, man. Hot shot, young defensive coordinator. Now, linebacker coach here briefly at Alabama, Southern Miss coordinator. He's got ties with Billy Napier, too. Got ties with Georgia. Previously. Omni National Hotel. We'll be back. Hour two. 